0: Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's Word for you. Welcome, 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 everybody. Great to see you out here tonight. Love it. Uh, I love bringing the Word, so I get a chance to bring the Word. As you heard, Pastor Cody, if you were here last week or last Sunday or Sunday before last lose track of all, the, all that, but uh, we're starting a reformatting our Wednesday night, and we're going to go to a first Wednesday. We're going to really build that to be a real dynamic service, special service, and the rest of the Wednesdays of every month, we're asking you guys to consider get in, getting in groups. And so I don't want to rehash all the announcement pieces and parts. We've been praying about it, planning on it, working on it for probably six to nine months. And so we just really feel with uh, the mission of the church and what God's asking us to do, that we need to be more group-minded and more outreach-minded. And so uh, just last week when I made the announcement, if you'll remember in here and then um, I I think I mentioned on Sunday that, you know, we one of the things we want to do is be on mission. I mean, we always want to be on mission. You need to be on mission. We need to be on mission. So you're constantly evaluating what you're doing to make sure that you're in God's will because we get comfortable, we get convenient. And so we can just lock in on something, keep doing something because that's the way we've always done it. We'll talk about that a little bit tonight. <clears throat> but in looking at our mission, connecting our mission statements, connecting families to the life, love, and power of Jesus, are we really doing that? Because here, here's the thing I want us all to understand. You can hide in a row. You can hide in a row, but you can't hide in a circle. So we really feel like for us to connect in a greater capacity, to walk out in discipleship, pastoral care, accountability, to grow in the things that God has for us, there's a, there's a, there's a greater dynamic that takes place in groups. And so I know some of you guys uh, that that's maybe not find that attractive and interesting, push through all that. Really, I am to encourage you guys to really get connected in that capacity. So last week, as I shared, just the Holy Spirit just brought something up to me. <clears throat> last week, as I shared the announcement, Looking at where we are in the end time narrative, uh, in the world, just the world, we know Jesus is coming. He's coming soon. Uh, we can look at what's happening around about us. No man knows the day or the hour. Uh, President Trump had recognized Jerusalem as capital. That is biblical prophecy. Those are the things that bring and usher in the end times. And so, um, also, what I wanted to share with you uh, in light, in line with that, is uh, in Matthew twenty-four, Jesus remarks. You can read Matthew twenty-four. He talks about end times. His disciples sat on Mount Olives and said, Hey, what are the signs of your coming? How are we going to know when you're coming back? And so he starts rattling off a list of things. At the end of it, he talks about everyone shall have a chance to hear, and all shall hear, and then the end shall come. And so we believe we're in the end time harvest. People are coming to Christ more now than ever before. In the last 10 years, more people have come to Jesus than in the last. However, many years leading up to that. Uh, you don't hear all that on the news. Uh, the gospel is progressing, advancing in countries all over the planet, and all of them except 20, and the United States is one of the 20 where the gospel is not advancing, but it's decreasing. And so we really feel that we need to capitalize on the end time harvest that we find ourselves in and get the church outside the four walls and that's going to require time. We're going to ask you to serve and come and do outreaches and take time away from your family to do that. And then the the same passage of scripture talks about there'll be a falling away, that there'll be this during these last days that we feel that we're in. Um, Let me pull up that passage real quick. I didn't give it to the guys for the notes. Let me just read it for you as soon as my iPad comes alive. In Jesus' name. Um, it talks about the uh, it says that here watch out that no one deceives you for many will come on my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many and it talks about hearing wars and rumors of wars many will be deceived it said goes on to talk about nation rising against nation um, famines earthquakes and then it says you'll be persecuted Um, because of me. And it says, at that time, many will turn away from the faith. Many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many because of the increase of wickedness and the love of most will grow cold those are the days that we live in today wickedness continues to increase we see all those things that jesus lists and so really for you and i to be able to be able to stand firm and make sure we're not of those that buy into false teaching false prophets we're not those that that fall away from the faith we're not those that the love of god grows cold in our hearts verse 13 says but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved you know the way to deal with or address that passage i just read is relationships People fall away from the Lord all the time coming to services, all the time. It's relationships that keep you coming back and keep you connected in your difficult times. And so I just want, to, I want you guys to know, again, I, just, I, I, I felt that in my spirit when I, uh, after I gave that announcement last week. The Holy Spirit just kind of prompted me on that. I want to share that again. So we are really endeavoring to be on point with our mission and what God's asking us to do. I know it's not a popular choice for some. It's a hard one for me. But really, in order to do that, we have got to adjust schedules, and we want people to, to be leaders. And can I just say, many of you in here would be fantastic life group leaders. And you need to take that next step of faith and jump out there and lead a group delete it on Wednesday nights. Look around you. There's lots of recruits right there, right? (laughs) You're free on Wednesday night now, right? Except for the first Wednesday. Uh, All joking aside, but it's important for us to connect. Uh, We hope that you're going to take that journey with us. There's a lot of great things that will happen. I want to get you connected in outreach and groups uh, for the end time harvest and to make sure we're staying connected and we don't find ourselves falling away. So, amen. All right. So my message tonight, go ahead and turn to 2 Corinthians 10 for me. Um, I, Pastor Rob has been in a two-part series. I'm going to wrap it up tonight on, um, <clears throat> oh, the, the title just escaped me, but it was on, basically on, uh, on finances and faith for finances and tithing and following God's biblical plan. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to wrap that up tonight with you. Um, there's an interesting passage of scripture here in 2 Corinthians 10. We see Paul addressing the church in Corinth. He started the church in Corinth. He pioneered it. He turned it over, and then but he kept going back, and then so he writes these books, and many other books, Thessalonians and uh, some of the others to address issues within the church. <clears throat> so he's writing this book to the Corinthian church because of kind of where they're at. They're in a different place than when he started it and what things were going on. And through time, can I tell you, it really ties into Matthew 24. Through time, false prophets have come in and start teaching different things within that church. And so then all of a sudden, they're buying into these other teachings and they've forgotten the teachings of Paul because the teachings of Paul uh, bring truth and challenge you. How many you know sometimes the truth hurts? Yeah. And so th- th- we don't want just, can I, can I tell you, we just don't want to teach things that tickle people's ears. It doesn't do you any good. I want, to, I want to bring the firm things, the hard things. I want to challenge you because that's where you're going to grow and follow the things of God. I Make the hard decisions even. and That's okay. I'm willing to do that. And so the Paul's now addressing some things, and it's not real popular, but he's looking at this passage of Scripture in 2 Corinthians 10. Or he wrote this in his letter, verse 13. And Paul's trying to help the church because they've experienced some things through false teachers and different teaching, uh, people that have come in, and they've listened to them instead of the things that Paul has taught them, and Paul's kind of trying to redirect them and get them on the right track. Now, Paul, you would think, would have influence because he planted the church. He's the one that broke, kind of broke the barriers between the Jews and the Gentiles, and he's trying to kind of address that. In fact, he's working on taking up a, an offering, if you will, uh, collecting some things uh, from the Gentiles to be able to reach more Jews. And so he kind of bridged the barrier from all that. So let's take a read in verses 13 through 16. Here's what it says. Uh, We, however, will not boast beyond proper limits, but will continue our boasting to the sphere of service God himself has assigned us to, a sphere that also includes you. And he's talking about, look at the great things God has done in this church. I mean, we're not gonna boast about it, but God's done a lot of great stuff for the church in Corinth. I mean, the, the city of Corinth is an evil place, but that church thrived, that church grew, did a lot of great stuff. We're not going too far in our boasting, as would be the case if we had not come to you, for we did not go as far with you Uh, with the gospel of Christ. Again, look what the gospel's done. Neither do we go beyond our limits by boasting at work done by others. Our hope is that as your faith, listen to this, as your faith continues to grow, our sphere of activity among you will greatly expand. As your faith grows, our activity will expand, okay? So that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you, for we do not want to boast about work already done in someone else's territory. What he's saying here is we're not, we can't just be content with these four walls, what's happening within. It's been great. Look what's been happening here, and God's done some great things in all of us. But listen, we need to have our faith grow so the kingdom will increase. And so we need our faith to grow so we can take it beyond these four walls and beyond these borders and reach more people. Because what happened in the Corinthian church, which is what can happen in any church, is we can be content with where we're at. But I like this. This is comfortable for me. I mean, I I don't wanna be inconvenient. I mean, I got my seat, I was talking to Travis, and it's funny how they're sitting over here tonight, but they sit over there on Sunday morning, and I'm like, what, you just threw me off. I don't know if I can preach now. You're at a different place, and (laughs) and so it's like, it's funny how some of you sit in the same seat on Wednesday night that you do on Sunday morning, even though there's gaps, (laughs) right? I mean, because I my think, I think, hey, move up. No, but this is my seat. <laughs> and so there's just things change, and, and I'm not saying that as a negative, but people get comfortable, and he's saying, listen, Corinthian church, we've gotten, com- you've listened to the teachers, false teachers, and you've gotten comfortable, and you're like, this is good, I like where we're at. Let's just enjoy this. And he's saying, the work's not done. The things that you got blessed with, we need to take it beyond these walls. We need to expand beyond the borders. And, talk, and Paul's talking about spreading the gospel and he's reminding them, hey, listen, what God did for you, he wants to do for people beyond our borders, beyond our walls. We need to take the gospel in, in, in a greater measure. You've heard it. You've benefited from it. Let's make sure other people get to. And he's talking about maximizing uh, what they have to further the gospel. And he's saying that there is more to be done. There's more to be done. They're not done yet. What Paul is expressing is that we have an unchained gospel and an unlimited God and yet the gospel seems to have been confined or limited in some way. He's saying you have the greatest message of all and it should sweep the world and we have the greatest God and the most powerful God but we're not doing anything with it. How many of you guys use social media? Come on, don't be embarrassed. All right. I, I, I'm very limited in social media. Can I tell you, I got off Facebook. I was just, I was getting pounded on there. I was like, I just want to keep up with my cousins, you know, or whatever. And I was like, just, it was, people get, you know, it's like, you know, I'm saying it, I got off Facebook anyways. So I'm, I do Instagram. I don't have very many followers and I don't really post as much as I should. And the staff tells me, pastor, you need to do all that kind of stuff. And, 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 but can you imagine... What Paul is saying is, listen, we've experienced great growth in the gospel here in Corinth by just in our in our area, by me riding a donkey in four days to come to a place or whatever that is. And so can you imagine like today, in today's world, how much we can expand the gospel in such a greater capacity? And I would wish people I wish people would use social media for good, not for evil. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we, we can do more with it. We can, we can do more with that. But, but Paul's saying, let's like, let's not be content with where we're at. Again, I'm, I'm on Instagram and, and my youngest daughter is kind of the, really the, the techie in the family. Definitely. It's not me. And so, um, I was asking her some things about this and, and I, like I said, I have an Instagram account and it's not very exciting. It's kind of boring. You're welcome to go to it, whatever. But, um, I, I was asking her, it's like, well, how do you block somebody on there? Pastor, you would block somebody? Oh, absolutely. And if I block you, don't leave the church. That's, it's okay, all right? That's, that's not God. And, and so she was telling me how to do it, and um, uh, so I was asking her, and so I, I, was, I realized that she kind of told me the process here, and I, so I'm going to type her name in here. So my daughter Camry is in here. I pull Camry up, and then I hit this little button here, and it gives me this list of, <clears throat> and the very first line says, block, And here's what, and here's what, when you use this illustration, here's the idea here. It's like, here's the people in the church in Corinth, and they're hearing stuff they don't want to hear. And can I tell you, the reason I got off Facebook is because I was just getting, people are mean, and I didn't want to read that anymore. And I'm going to do it. And I started blocking people, but I couldn't keep up. <laughs> I couldn't keep up with all of it and stuff, so I just had to get off of it. But, but here's the thing. If we don't want to read what someone's saying, and we don't want to listen or hear their opinion or their thought, or we don't want to see their pictures or whatever, we can block them. We just block them. And it kind of makes it feel good, right? It kind of empowers you. It's like, I'm going to block that. I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to hear that. I, I will block somebody. I almost want to ask you how many have ever blocked somebody but I'd rather ask you how many have been blocked <laughs> right? like, okay raise your hand okay like, it, just, it happens right hey can I say I've been blocked I was blocked by a whole bunch of people unfriended me really I'm the pastor rebuke you uh, so it's like but I totally set you up because how many times then do we block the word of God you realize in, hum- in our human nature, we want to pick and choose things. Oh, I w- I'm okay with reading this. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm overcomer. He's going to heal me and I- I've been set free and all this kind of stuff. But what about the things we don't like or want to hear? And we can block the word of God in our heart and our lives. And so he's on the church of Corinth, man, you're blocking the blessing. Your contentment and not being willing to go beyond these four walls and use your resources to reach more people and want to do what you've always done and stay comfortable. You're blocking the blessing of God because we have an unchained gospel and an unlimited God, but we block him with what he wants to do in our heart and our lives. And God speaks to us in all kinds of ways and some of the things we like and some we don't like. And so we scroll through the scripture and we scroll through the sermon. We scroll through all that. And there's things we double click on to put the little heart on there like we like it, right? Right. And there's other things it's like we're not comfortable with, so we'll block. And there's things that, that God will say we'll like, and things that God will say that we don't necessarily like. And so God speaks to us, and it doesn't feel so good at times, and so we'll double-click on things, words like tithe. Come on, this is the last Wednesday night, other than baptism or First Wednesday. I'm going to bring it to you tonight, okay? We'll click, and we'll block, because we don't like the word. I don't like that word. I don't like what someone was saying to me. I'm going to block them. We don't like the word tithe sometimes, so we'll block it. It doesn't make it not true. And we don't like the word like giving or generosity or serving or whatever that is. So if we don't like it, we can easily just block it. But you know what we do? We block the blessing of God because it's true whether you like it or not. You block the blessing. But here's, here's, here's the thing. Now we would never, ever, ever say that we blocked God. Who's gonna say that? I mean if I ask you, Did you would you block God? Oh of course not, I would never block God. The Corinthian church began doing that. Through Paul, God was challenging the Corinthian church, and so because no one will admit that they block God, they said, we have a problem with Paul. It's Paul. No one has a problem with God. It's you, Pastor Don. What happened, where'd you go? I, I didn't like the message. And I would say to you, you mean the message God put to me through the scripture to bring to you, and I back it up every time I minister? You mean the word of God that we read on the screen? No, I would never block God, but I'll block you. <laughs> and that's okay. You can block me. But the word of God is the word of God. And so we go through life and we face things in life and we want to blame the preacher or the coworker or the boss or the bad job or the bad economy. Because we we're talking about finances, right? That's the series. We want, to, we, we want to blame, you know, just different things like that. Skills, not enough skills, whatever that is. But you know what? Maybe we're not experiencing the blessings of God because we've blocked him but we would never say I've blocked God. I'm not quiet. Okay, let's keep going then. All right. So Paul's challenging the Corinthian church to go to a greater faith. And Paul was challenging, challenging them not to say focus on themselves. Uh, and We double-click the things like forgiveness because we all sin. We double-click the things like grace because it makes us feel good. We double-click the things like favor because we want to walk in the favor of God. But then Paul steps up and challenges them to repent from being focused on themselves. And they block God, but they blame Paul. Don't you block the blessings of God. Don't block the blessings of God from your life. And when we start playing the blame game, and we'll blame everybody else around about it, you know what we did? We just blocked God, saying that they have more power and authority than God does because we don't like what it's asking us to do or we don't want to do what the Bible instructs us to do. So we we want to blame somebody else. They did this or they didn't do this. and, And we get mad or we blame the circumstances, the trial, all those things, the bill collector, the landlord. All those things. But the blessing of God has been trying so hard to flow to you, but we keep blocking it. We keep blocking it. Let's take a look at Second Corinthians 10, 15b through 16a. It says, instead we hope, this is a New Living Translation, it's a little different. Instead we hope that your faith, listen to this, your faith will grow so that the boundaries of our work among you will be extended. Then we will be able to go and preach the good news in other places far beyond you where no one else is working Now what he's talking about is listen We need our faith to grow so the kingdom can expand your faith is is attached to the growth of the kingdom It takes faith to bring god the first fruits Pastor rob taught that I read his notes It may take faith for you to tithe But you know what? Your your faith may be attached to your finances and and pretty much the scripture talks about that. But if you block the blessing of God because you don't want to operate in the instruction of the Lord, you don't have any blame but yourself. So unblock it. Listen, as your faith grows, so the kingdom expands. As the kingdom expands, your faith grows. And so we need to be unblocking those areas in our life because the kingdom needs to expand. Faith and the work have to grow together. As the Corinthian church faith increases, the church grows, that's what he's saying. As the church grows, their faith increases and Paul wants the gospel to go beyond the walls of the church in Corinth, he wants to go further. But he has a church that's satisfied with where they're at. They're set in their ways, people get comfortable, it's convenient, I like it this way. Now that that we've reached this place, we can stop reaching out sometimes. And now that they've been blessed, they they don't want to bless. They want to stay where they are. They don't want to go beyond the walls. I'm good here. And can I say, it's the very essence of blessing is that it always looks beyond itself. The very essence of blessing is that it always looks beyond itself. God told Abraham, I'll bless you to be a blessing. I'll bless you to be a blessing. The the, the point of the blessing of God in your life is that it would flow, not that it would flow to you, but it would flow through you. So don't stop here. Don't get stuck here. Don't block the blessing. Uh, Paul says, as your faith grows, the kingdom grows. As the kingdom grows, your faith grows. Uh, We don't take up tithes and offerings so we can build buildings. We take up tithes and offerings so you can build your faith. I know we've been taught different, and I'm so sorry that people in my profession have abused that. But the principle in God's word is we do that so you can grow your faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Why? Because your faith will grow the kingdom, and he wants the kingdom to grow. And so giving requires faith of us. And so when we step out in that place of faith... The result of that is the kingdom expands. You hear me talk about Sunday morning. Listen, I'm thankful for the lights being on. I'm thankful for all the things and wonderful things that we have. But let's not be content with that. And that's not really the purpose of it. The purpose of it is to grow the kingdom by growing your faith. And it's going to take faith for you to step out in any circumstance or situation and be faithful with the tithe and then even bring an offering. I know that because I've been there. I live that out. It's, it's our belief system that holds us back at times. We don't believe God can do this or we don't believe God can really come through for us. Uh, what is the only thing blocking us? What's the only thing blocking you? What is the barrier? It's our own belief. Can he do it? Yeah. Well then put your faith out there. Is he source and provider? Yeah, he's Jehovah Jireh. Put your faith out there then. Can he provide for me? And all my needs be met according to his riches and glory? Yeah, that's exactly what he says. Is he bigger than my need? Absolutely he is. And put your faith out there. Paul says, if our faith increases, nothing can stop the gospel. What would it be like if the church, the church across America, 23% of the congregants tithe? Only 23%. And can I tell you, it's amazing what the church is able to do with only 23% of the people tithing. That's, that's a little bit of faith reality. What if we all step out in faith in a greater capacity and we increase that because the Bible says right here as our faith grows if we can get more people on board with that concept then the kingdom will grow in a greater measure and as you remember from the end time series I did we can speed the return of Christ because we can be more impactful in the end time harvest so we need to be people of faith. See the purpose of God can't be stopped but you can block it from operating in your life because you don't believe it. The plan of God cannot be stopped, but you can block it from operating in your life. Uh, the, 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 the provision of God can't be stopped, but you can block it. The, the idea that he's your provider, the, he's Jehovah Jireh, he's always more than enough, but you can block him. The power of God can't be stopped, but you can block it from operating in your life because of your unbelief. So unblock it. I can go back easily, go back there as I blocked my youngest daughter, as I told her, so she didn't get offended. (laughs) Her dad hurt her feelings. I can go right back on my phone and unblock it. I just take the next opportunity and unblock it. See, I know there's so much more God can do in me, but I block him at times. Can I just be honest with you? There's so much more. I block him at times. There's times when God has something in my heart to share with somebody, but I get caught up in, no, they're not going to really receive that. Is that really you, God? And I miss the opportunity. There's times I want to pray for people, lay hands on somebody. I see somebody, my wife's really great at this, especially in Walmart, because there's always people in need in Walmart, can I tell you? That's a great mission field right there, right? And so, so my wife will just stop right there in the middle of everybody and pray for them and I'll go on to the next aisle. <laughs> I miss opportunities because of whatever, I get embarrassed, whatever that is in me, I block them at times. Can I, can I tell you, there's, there's times I want to raise my hand in worship, but I'm so frustrated or I'm hurt or I'm offended, I don't want to do it, but if I will raise my hands, I'll unblock God moving in my heart and my life. There's times when people hurt me and I get offended, and can I tell you, offense will block God from moving in your heart and your life, and if you'll just learn to release that, can I tell you, it's not just a money issue, but we block God over all kinds of areas and places in our life, so let's lift our hands and praise him and unblock that in our life, let's forgive other people and unblock those things in our life, let's serve and unblock things in our life, amen, and let's give and unblock things in our life. And let's not blame everybody else around about us or the preacher or the messenger or the boss or the the whatever, the relationship, whatever. Let's unblock the blessings of God. Unblock it. You know, I believe this, God's frustrated because so much he wants to bless us with, but we keep blocking him from the blessing. And if you don't believe me, Malachi 3.10, right? I know Pastor Rob's taught that, Malachi 3.10. The book of Malachi, God is frustrated because of the word of the Lord has gone for, forth and people are not responding, and that's why you hear some things. You hear God's frustration when He says, "You robbed me." does He saying? You know, you robbed me of ties. You robbed me. You robbed me of the opportunity to bless you. Amen. You blocked me. Are you kidding? I have an endless supply that I want to pour into your life, and you blocked me. That frustrates me because I want so bad for you to have the blessings. The wording in Malachi, Malachi three ten. Let's take a look at that says this, 10 through 11, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. How do I block God? I don't follow his instruction. My faith says, you bet God, I'm bringing the whole tithe in, and it's gonna be first. The whole tithe into the storehouse. How do I unblock God? How do I unblock the blessing? By bringing the tithe in the storehouse, and endless supply. And look at what he says, that there may be food in my house. He says, test me. He's begging us to unblock him. Yes. Oh, test me, unblock me. Please, please, please unblock me. He's pleading with us to unblock him, says the Lord Almighty. It goes on to say this. And see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven. Another translation says the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing because I have an endless supply that there will not even be room enough to store it. Interesting, when I read the translation, that says window of heaven. How many guys have ever gone to, to a window in your house that you haven't opened in a long time and you've tried to open it up? man, this window's stuck. What is the deal here? Well, probably 99% of the time it's because you haven't opened it in a long time. Come on. You know why the window of heaven's blocked? Sometime for that blessing that was just described there that God wants to pour into your life. It's because we've blocked it. We haven't opened it in a while. God's faithful to his word. We need faith grow and the kingdom can grow there's no shortage of supply can i say this every week during that offering time people block god every week now i don't know and i don't look and see who does who doesn't and there's obviously lots i wouldn't even know and and people do it online my wife and i we use the app and i never see them get an envelope well we use the app right all that kind of stuff. That's okay, because that's between you and God, not anybody else. But can I tell you, offering times a lot of time, but people will block God. Come on, we're not going to block God. We need to do well. I don't know. I don't want to tell you, but offering times a lot of time, people block God. Can I tell you, praise and worship times a lot of time, people block God. Why? Because they want a pocket praise. They don't want to keep their hands in their pocket. I'm not saying you have to lift your hands all the time, but I would say maybe you lift your hands. something like that might unblock some things. And you know, the serving opportunity. Well, you just need people to serve. Okay, yeah, it'd be great to have people to serve. We. We make it sometimes, barely make it. I'm thankful for faithful people, but can I tell you that if you will serve because it's a principle in the world and the word, it will unblock some things in your heart and your life? And can I tell you in time that you just cast your care upon the Lord because you've carrying stuff, you've carried burdens, you've carried unforgiveness, and if you'll learn to release that unforgiveness to the Lord, you'll unblock some things in your life. It's a principle in the word, but you've got to unblock it every time an offering comes people block God. Remove the block. Receive the blessing. Bring the tithe. And the Bible says the window opens. It's unblocked. It's unstuck. And Jessica and I have always been tithers. Always. We've always been tithers. No matter what. We've been in Paul. Paul. I know what it is to have lack. <laughs> and I know what it is to have plenty. But we've always tithed. And God's always taking care of us. Always. There's other areas that we block God in our lives for sure, but timing's never been one of them. We've never blocked him in that area. In fact, we go beyond that, and because, because the windows open up, then we have more to be a blessing with, and there's been times Jess and I have emptied out our savings account. We're big Dave Ramsey people. Come on, right? Come on, get out of debt, right? All these little envelopes. We, we have envelopes for vacation every year we save, Christmas every year we save. We do, we do all that. We do, we do all that. But there's been times we've taken every one of those envelopes and emptied them out for like a building fund or a special speaker or a missions initiative. Our, our 20th, I'm not saying look at me, but listen, one thing we <laughs> make sure we do is to keep that window open. We don't want to block that window of blessing in our life, of financially, uh, our 20th anniversary. We had big plans, 20's a big one. In April, we celebrated 20, and then we decided not to spend all that money on us, but we did something, we invested and sold into the, uh, the first church building in India. I'm not saying look at us, but we had an opportunity to focus on us, which wouldn't have been wrong, but we thought, God, we can just give this to you and keep that window open and let's be a blessing. I'm saying you can block or unblock the blessing of God in your life. You can. No matter how big or how small. No matter how big or how small, Jesse and I when we give our tithe is our tithe that's 10%, but offerings, we want our finances and our faith tied together. We want our finances and our faith tied together. And God's been a blessing. We've been faithful, he's been faithful. We want them to grow together. As our finances grow, we want our faith to grow. As our faith grows, we want our finances to grow. And so God was so wise, God was so wise when he established the tithe, a fixed 10%. Because it's equal for everybody. There's nobody then can say, well they make more and all that, it's all relative. 10% is 10%, whether you make a million dollars a month or a hundred dollars a month, God looks at your heart. God was genius in setting it up that way. Because you can't blame anybody or anything else. It's what you're willing to do. Some people say that was for the Old Testament. I know all the arguments. Believe me, at this moment, season of my life and doing what I've done for 25 years, I know all the arguments. The times was for the Old Testament. Great. Then shoot higher than the Old Testament. Come on. Right? Because now it's grace in the New Testament. You know what grace says? Grace says go higher than 10% because you can because of grace. See, why are we, Why are we? you think the Bible and God's trying to find ways for his people to be less generous? Of course not. Do you want God to be less generous in your life? Of course not. Why would you go lower when we have grace? That means we can do more, not less. So we tithe first things, and, we, and then we look how to be a blessing, offerings, uh, Christmas presents. We, when we did what we could for a couple kids and, and things that we, we do, why? Like because we want to keep that window open just today. Just today, there's somebody down at Audible De Vita it's working, helping work in the ministry with my brother. I did a wedding, I don't know, a month ago, and so they blessed me from doing the wedding. They're just a really sweet couple, and so I had my pocket, or my wallet, I had wedding money. I've been saving it for something wonderful, special for me, right? It's just like, hey, this is my money. I did the wedding, you guys didn't. Callie, Cameron, Jen, you guys didn't do the wedding. This is my money. Man and God, uh, like a week ago, God spoke to my heart and said, "You need to be a blessing to so and so at Audible de Vida." And then the next day, I told Jesse, I think I need to be a blessing there." And the next day, I got a, a WhatsApp from them, and they're just asking for prayer because they were at this place, uh, this place in their life, and they were short on their rent. I didn't know that. I had already spoke to my wife and said, "God wants me to use I, I, to be a blessing," and I got this wedding money. So today, when Jeff was here at lunch, we picked him up from the airport, and we're like, here's here's this money. I want you to make sure you get that too. That person down there, God had already put that in my heart a week ago. And, and here's what I'm saying. What did I do? I mean, don't look at me. Oh, great. Oh, Pastor it on. All I'm doing is trying to keep the window open. All I'm doing is trying to keep the window open. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to block that in my life. And I don't want that for you either. And Paul says, I want your faith to grow. Can I tell you that grows our faith? Can I tell you, Jasmine? and I, she's, she's probably more generous than I am. And when we talk about and pray over things, she always has the higher number. So I know enough to go with the higher number, right? God's not, is God going to give me the lower number? I mean, so we go with the higher number. And so we look at things, here's what we, I think it's really cool to feel like I'm in this together with God. Amen. God, we're in this together. I'd love to, let's take the gospel beyond these walls. Let's take it all over. The Bible says it's beyond our boundaries, beyond our borders. Here's, here's what we need to do going in 2018. I don't know about you, I'm I'm looking at setting goals, we're setting goals for the church, all that. You know, it seems like we set goals on what we want to get. How about we set some goals on what we want to give? How about setting some goals on how you want to keep that window open and not block? I, I think we need to set some giving goals, if you will, this year. What we, and we love looking at the end of the year. Uh, we go to, we're going to go on to My2LC. We're going to find our giving statement because we're going to take it to the tax guy and, you know, get that write-off, whatever. But we're going to look and see how much we gave. Number one, we're going to make sure it lines up with a minimum 10% of our income then see how we gave above that. And we're going to set some goals to see, God, we want to do more next year. We're going to keep that window open. Tell us that's fun. I want to see that and do that. But Paul says, I want your faith to grow and some of us have been stuck. Can I tell you, let me say it this way. And I, I know I've gone over, give me some graces. Listen, can I say some of us have been stuck on the 10%? But, but I'm going to, okay, it's the last Wednesday. I'm going to lay it out there. Okay, right. Some of us, but I tithe, Pastor. I tithe very faithful and diligently. Can I say, grow your faith a little bit more then? How about next year you give 12%? Isn't it kind of cool? Maybe, maybe it'd be 15. Maybe 20 would be awesome. I don't know. And, but don't get stuck on 10%. Why? Grow your faith. Grow your faith. Why? Because then the kingdom grows. The kingdom grows. Paul says, when you release it, you receive it. Unblock the blessings. We want to preach the gospel of the lands beyond you, he says, beyond your walls. Unblock the blessing. And again, it's really not only about finances. That was the series. Unlock the blessing. Tonight, in praise and worship, I hope that many of you unblock the blessing of God. I hope maybe you released some hurts or unforgiveness and unblock the blessing of God. I, I hope that this word perhaps spoke to you and you'll receive it the way it was intended. Can I say this? Don't let this word tonight... Don't block it. Don't block it. Unblock the blessings. God's a big God. Amen? We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas. Or you can watch us on live stream.